They're not booing. They're Kruger. My man, Larry Kruger, joins me to talk Warriors. Things are rolling. How you doing? You ready to go? Dude, good to see you, Cy. How are you, you man? Too, man. I'm, I'm doing okay, brother. And I'm going to be doing a lot better in a second when we talk Warriors and so much more. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. You can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at SportsLarryKaneBR. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow and this program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Kruger, it's so great to see you, my man. You're a broadcasting legend here in the Bay Area. Give us your first takeaways from that fantastic win last night, 124-115 over the T-Wolves. It was a great win. It was a great win because any win they get without Draymond Green is incredible. Yes. And because the T-Wolves were playing great ball. I mean, the T-Wolves rolled in. It wasn't like the T-Wolves rolled in not playing well. The T-Wolves <laughs> have rolled in playing good good basketball. Right. And um, the Warriors found a way to – they had made an in-game adjustment that actually worked. And <laughs> I'm not ripping on Kerr at all. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes they haven't made adjustments and no. earned them. In this game, they made a, a halftime adjustment on Carl Anthony Towns, and they they sh- they closed up shop on him and changed the outcome of the game by by the way they handled it. What was the adjustment? I actually did not. I didn't see anything specific that for the reason that Towns struggled in the second half. But would you notice that I missed? Well, they doubled him. I mean, you know, they just doubled gotcha. him. I mean, he 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 absolutely crushed them in the yes, first he half. He got guys yes, he got guys in foul trouble, yeah. scored at will. I mean, he always kills them on the glass side, you know that. And yes. but this time he was killing them offensively. He was killing them on both ends of the floor and um the Warriors put an extra man on him. They they doubled him. They leaned their their coverage towards him and and had an impact. I mean, in the second half, he didn't do nearly what he did in the first half. Yeah, and he still had a great game, but you're right. The first half, he was eviscerating the Warriors in the second half, and there was the adjustment. I, I did not notice the double team there, but it worked. And um, look, man, first things first, here's what's been bothering me with the Warriors the last few weeks, and, obvi- and, and maybe the last month, and maybe more than that, is uh, besides the fact that Draymond's presence is obviously missed, is they're attempting far fewer shot attempts than their opponents. And last night was another example of that. They shot 13 fewer field goal attempts than the Timberwolves, but because they shot 21 for 36 from three, which is another area they've been struggling, um, they took care of them. Um, You know, I've been talking a lot about this team needing size. Kevon Looney is obviously stepping it up. Um, But now Wiseman, I mean, Steve Kerr basically has shut the door on talking about Wiseman's progress anymore. He's like, look, if we get him, we get him. We don't know when. Um, In your opinion, like, what should they do about the center position? And I'm not talking about, like, Looney. I think he's fine, but you need some depth there. I really believe that. Um, what do you think they should do? Should, should they just wait for Wiseman? Is it time to maybe shut that down for the year and sign someone else? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the first thing you got to decide, size, if and when you can get um, some help inside. And I agree with you. I think they have two needs. They don't they don't have a, a lot of players who can beat you off the dribble and penetrate into the lane. But right. the most notable one is they they lack size. And they were banking on James Wiseman. Now, if they had Wiseman, they that wouldn't be an issue. And they do own his rights. And theoretically, he's coming back at some point, right? Yeah. But when is that? And even Tom asked him a question. Tom asked Steve 
Kerr a question when we had Kerr on this week about is there a point in the season where they can't really introduce him into their mix because it's too late in the year and it's too soon, too close to the playoffs. And uh, Steve didn't commit to that either way. But I think the first thing you got to decide if you're Golden State is who is going and what roster spot are you going to use if you can get, um, you know, a stopgap, you know, big fill-in. You know, Paul right. Millsap's out there. He, you know, they looked at him in the offseason. Uh, the Nets are willing, or, yeah, the Nets are willing to trade Paul Millsap. The Warriors have a um, a number. I think they have three different trade exceptions. Two of the three, I think, would fit if you wanted to send it back attached to a draft choice for Millsap. But I don't know that they still want Millsap. He's an older player. Sacramento's yeah. got Alex Len at the end of their bench, who's a big man who might be able to help them. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk that Sacramento is going to move Tristan Thompson at some point, you know, that he could be an option. Yes. Um, I like you know, that. There's, actually. there's, there's, there's a couple names out there that make sense, but you know, the first question you got to say is, you know, you got to answer is, okay, you can get fill in the blank, Tristan Thompson. Who's roster spot? They don't have a spot right now. Is it Damian Lee? Is it Bielitsa? Uh, who, who exactly are you moving off of the roster to create that spot? I think they'll be, you know, I think it'll be interesting too because the buyout market, some of these guys who don't get traded, like Tristan Thompson may not get traded. He right. may get bought out by the Kings. And in that buyout market, I think the Warriors – might you know look to be involved in that, but they're going to have to either do a two for one trade or cut somebody to create the roster room. Yeah, and I just had the box score up, and I'll bring it back up in a second to kind of show what some of the players were doing last night. I've you know I've thought a lot about this, and I'll actually bring that back up. Um, I, I first of all, I don't think the Warriors are going to pull a trade. I, Myers has been very. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. If frugal is not it, but in terms of making deals, he's just kind of seems comfortable standing pat. Um, my honest thought is like, I think, I think, I don't think you wave anyone outside of maybe JTA, but he seems to be a good chemistry guy. Um, just cause his minutes have gone down over the last week or so since that horrific game. Uh, I can't remember who it was against where we saw JTA and Iggy on the floor together and the offense was just stagnant and JTA has been heaving up a lot of threes. He shouldn't be putting up. Um, I think it's just, you got to make a decision on Wiseman and maybe just put him on the injured reserve list for the rest of the year. I don't know what the proper nomenclature is for that where you just basically sit him, you know, you keep his rights, but he just is out for the year. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I think that's the only move is that you just have to at some point decide is James Wiseman going to play. And if he's not, maybe we just put, sit him down for the rest of the year and use his spot. Cause like you said, they got the rights. Um, do I would love Tristan Thompson. I think that would be a great guy to bring off the bench for 15, 20 a year. Um, but this, I have the stat sheet open right now. I don't know if you could see it. Uh, yeah. some, some great numbers. Again, Otto Porter Jr. Has been a fantastic pickup. Andrew Wiggins, you know, moments after being named the all-star starter, uh, puts up a, a solid 19 points, five rebounds, four assists, but the splash brothers, I think really sold the show last night and Jordan pool. Jordan pool is actually starting to put together a consistent run with numbers, um, which they need. And I think the biggest reason for that is he's not heaving up a million ugly shots. He's, he's, he's kind of reverting to the basics and keeping it simple. Um, next question to you, man. What do you think about the all-star game? Like the, the Warriors uh, got Wiggins as a starter. Uh, I think Steph was obvious. Wiggins was kind of a surprise to a lot of people. What are your thoughts on that? Do you like it? 
Uh, is the Homer in you loving it, or is there any objectivity there that maybe kind of steps in and goes Wiggins? Or what are your what do you what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I'm happy for the war. I mean, I'm a lifelong Warrior fan, right? So, Same. I mean, I see things through you know Warrior glasses strictly. <laughs> Same, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think you know. So I remember Steph made an All Star team. You know, Steph and Clay both started one year. Steph and KD both started one year. But yeah. it's pretty rare for the Warriors to have two starters in the All-Star game. I was shocked, to be honest. I mean, it speaks to the passion of Warrior Nation, right? I mean, they, they, you know, part of this vote was tied to the fan vote. And I'm sure Wiggins kicked butt in the fan vote because of the, the passion of Warrior fans. So in one way, you know, I'm thrilled uh, for the Warriors. I'm thrilled for the fans. I'm thrilled for Wiggins. Yeah, um, he's definitely improved his game. But if you're asking me, do I think he's the best? Is he one of the three best forwards or center in the Western Conference? There's no chance. There's no chance. <laughs> so I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I like what he's done. He, you know, two-way wigs and he plays both ways. Oh, I lost your audio there for a second. Larry, if you can hear me, I lost your audio for a second there. Can you hear me right now? Um, we're having some sort of audio difficulties uh, on Larry Kruger's part. Um, let's see if I can fix that. I apologize for the technical difficulties there. You can see Larry on the screen, but we lost his audio feed. Um, and he probably can't hear me <laughs> either. Uh, so why don't we take a quick break? Larry, uh, we can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, why don't we first talk about one of our longtime sponsors of the program, Bet Online? Um, and meanwhile, hey, Larry, can you hear me? We lost you there for a second. Your audio just went bye bye. And while he's trying to fix that, I'm going to talk about a longtime sponsor of the program, Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.ag is the number one spot for all things nfl betting in 2022 and with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code Locked on to get started, and it's not just football. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> Don Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. The NBA trade trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time and the Locked On NBA podcast. We'll be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move, subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Uh, Larry, do we have you again now? Or are we good? Let's try this again. Oh, now you're frozen. 
Okay, can, can you talk? I can't. Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear me. I can't hear you for some reason, which totally sucks. Why don't you, can you leave and just come back? I'm hoping that'll be fixed. Just leave and click on that same link I sent you a moment ago, uh, and then I'll hopefully get you back in just a second. Um, and while we do that, I'm going to play this soundbite real quick of Stephen Curry. Uh, this is from last night's post-game press conference uh, when he was talking about uh, uh, the team had like a group chat sort of thing. Um, uh, the, the, the Warriors players, I'm sorry. Um, so here is Stephen Curry uh, talking about the team getting together on the phone and discussing uh, the All-Star selections. So when... Uh, how'd you find out? Uh, when I woke up, my wife had texted me, and, uh, and then our group text was going crazy, uh, celebrating wigs yeah. and his, uh, his first one. So it was pretty special. Good energy coming into the game tonight, and obviously for him, an amazing accomplishment and all he's been through his career, well-deserved. And um, I know we're all, like, just crazy excited for him. And get his first experience. Feel a little overshadowed in the moment in the group chat and everything. Yeah, I think there was like a 30 minute delay before Draymond realized he had to say congratulations to me. <laughs> uh, then I got like a little half, I think I got like a quick uh, <laughs> slide on the pregame edit. And they had a whole highlight reel for Wigs and then. Uh, a little splash page came on to end like oh yeah congrats Steph. <laughs> all right that was Stephen curry right there and i think we got larry kruger back now okay uh is there an audio issue resolved can you hear me yeah i can hear you now again yeah you just, you right. just suddenly back. click something happened all right great to have you back um and that was Stephen curry first of all that turtleneck was a very weird look did you see that how like I saw these pictures of it, and the beard and the turtleneck almost like looked like they were together as one, and he looked like almost like a jihadist, like with that huge, massive beard. <laughs> but anyways, how is life for you, man? I mean, you have a, a really huge fan base in the Bay Area. You've been a media personality. I'm going to ballpark guess 30 years. Is that how long you've been with KNBR? It's got to be creeping up to that number, at least 25, yeah, right? I mean. Yeah, so so what? So tell the average li uh, listener what what is the daily life like for Larry Kruger? You live in Walnut Creek, the Dub C, correct? That's right. That's right. So what do you? What's your day like besides hosting from two to six on KNBR? Well, I mean, I, I like to I like to lift weights. I like to run on the treadmill. I like to exercise, and um, and then I just do you know because I got four kids, and you know they play sports, and so I'm I'm usually watching my my I'm you know almost always at some field, some gym, somewhere watching my kids play. Um, and I got to be honest, that's those are the games that make me the most nervous. I get more nervous <laughs> watching my kid play, you know, baseball or football or whatever than basketball, than, than watching the Niners, the Giants, the Warriors. So, but yeah, I just pretty much just do that. I'm pretty low key, man. I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I do my job Monday through Friday and, and try to you know support my kids as much as I possibly can. I love that, dude. You're a family man. Um, my sincerest condolences for your parents, by the way. You just told me that before we start, dude. Um, and I know you're, again, you're just, you're a family person, and I absolutely love that about you. Uh, going back to the Warriors, let's say you're Bob Myers. Let's say Bob Myers gets fired and they hire Larry Kruger as the GM. Um, right. What do you do? With, what do you do with this roster? Do you, do you just stick it out with Wiseman? Uh, do you decide, uh, you mentioned that, you know, they don't, they have no idea. Like Steve Kerr told your partner in crime on, on the afternoon show, Tom Tolbert, that, you know, they don't really know what's going on and, and what they're going to do. What would you do? 
you know, I don't think there's anything to do with James at this point. I mean, you have to you have to ride it out. I mean, nobody who's witnessed his his uh, injuries is going to give you anything. You're not going to get fair value in a trade. Yeah. So I don't think a trade is really viable at this point. If it was, I would definitely consider my options and see what people are offering. But um, I don't think that's a viable option. I don't think it's necessarily a smart play to to trade him. At this point, I think I would probably try to see, um, you know, what I'd like to see. And I mentioned this to the guys on the show. I, we still haven't seen the 10 to 15 games in a row that Green and Curry and Thompson are on the floor oh. together with the new oh. group. And I'd like to see that before I make any wholesale changes to my roster. If I could pick up like an Alex Len or a Tristan Thompson or a Millsap, uh, and have a little bit more size, you know, I would do that. And, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I don't think I would have done that a month ago, but now that the Suns, who already have eight and have added Bismack Biombo, I think Biombo gives them a little bit too much size yeah. um, to contend with with the roster as is. So I, I would like to have one more body to bang inside. But even that, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know exactly how, I think your idea of, of using Wiseman's roster spot by by somehow putting him on some list makes probably better sense. I don't want to move JTA. I don't want to move yeah. uh, Bielitsa. I, I don't want to. I don't want to tear down the roster necessarily, and I don't think it needs it. But they definitely have to have either Wiseman or some facsimile of Wiseman uh, to help them against the you know the bigger teams in in in, in the league. I mean the West and the East, really. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. And and no, what no one seems to be talking about much is the wear and tear that's just by each game wearing on. Sorry to be redundant there, but just kind of taking its toll on the bodies of Kevon Looney, Draymond, Bielitsa, night after night dealing with these bigger bodies. I don't think it's a coincidence that Draymond has this back injury. I, I really think, no pun intended, he's been carrying this team on his back so much, uh, dealing with these bigger bodies, that something had to give at some point. That's my, really the, my whole reason for constantly advocating to add another big man, is that you can't just depend on these three guys night after night dealing with bigger bodies. I mean, I mean, it's not rocket science to understand that if someone outweighs you by 30, 40 pounds and they're constantly banging up against you, something's going to give at some point, you know? And that's that's my argument for why. Uh, maybe wait another few weeks, maybe, maybe another, wait another month, but if Wiseman's just not ready by then, um, maybe it's time to just sit him down for the rest of the year and start this project next year just because of the long-term hopes. Uh, I, speaking of long-term hopes, I want to I want to really want to pick your brain about the long-term uh, prospects for this Warriors team because, to me, the championship is very realistic, um, and I love your insights. We'll have more with Larry Kruger. Um, after we talk about built bar, have you ever had a built bar, Larry? No. Uh, these, see, these things sound. I haven't had one yet. I'm still waiting for them to send me a box. But everyone I talk to raves <laughs> about it. They're like uh, protein bars that taste like a candy bar. They have like a fraction of the calories, a fraction of the sugar and carbs, but they're loaded with 17 grams of protein and they're covered entirely in 100% real chocolate. Uh, they got amazing flavors like coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie and so much more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, um, and get 15% off your order. Just use the promo code LOCKED15 
for 15% off at built.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. You can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at SportsLarryKNBR. He's the host of uh, KNBR's Afternoon Drive Time Show with Tom Tolbert and Rod Brooks. Uh, every afternoon from 2 to 6, you can catch it with a stream. I'm sure they podcast it. Uh, what are your long-term projections for this team? I look at the Warriors roster, and and the moment you said you want to see Steph, Clay, and Dre together on the floor... I was about to just jump out of my seat because with this team, I, I really think they're the favorites. I, what, what's your, what, what is your uh, thoughts on, on the end game for this run this year? You know, every time you, I, I get, I think about the Warriors in title contention, I think of Christmas day because Christmas day, they went into Phoenix and uh, they put one on Phoenix. And, yes. and to me, that is the team that they have now. That team didn't have Clay. That team didn't have Wiseman. Oh. So they should be even better than that team. Now, Phoenix didn't have Biombo at that point, so they're a little different as well. But I look at Phoenix as the the team that stands between them and the title. Um, I'm sure you can make an argument for the Nets. I just I don't know. Uh, I, I, there's something about the Nets and their 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 three guys are so volatile, and you can't yeah. Kyrie can't play at home and. Harden is he going to be traded and KD's now dinged up and I don't know I, I look at Phoenix as the team that really stands between them and a title and without Wiseman they don't measure up they don't match up with Aiton that well right uh, so that is a concern in, in a long series where you know teams can kind of drill down on your weaknesses and go right at your weaknesses I'm a little concerned about that matchup but I'm buoyed by the fact that Golden State seemed to to run the show, basically, yeah, they you know, on Christmas Day against those Suns. So I feel good about Golden State's chances uh, to win a title this year. They're a united team. They've got great chemistry. Um, they can get out and run. They can beat you in the half court. Uh, they defend like crazy. Right now we're seeing their offense struggle, but you know and I know, everybody knows, the Warriors' offense is not going to be a problem when push comes to shove. So... Um, I, I think Golden State's a terrific, you know, a terrific pick right now. If you were in Tahoe, I wouldn't have any problem putting money on uh, on Golden State because I think they're oh. they've got all the components that you need to win a title. Or you could go to BetOnline.ag and place that bet as well. Uh, what are what are, what are your thoughts? And they're an official sponsor of the program. Uh, what are your th what are your thoughts? I just read a, a snippet of a column. I don't subscribe to the Athletic, and just on a personal note, I hate promoting them because ninety five percent of their staff are just, and from my personal experience, not the nicest people in the world. So I don't like giving them love. But they did publish an article this morning that. Um, Stephen Curry apparently found the solution to his ails, which was that he was just putting an uneven weight distribution on his feet when he was taking a shot. Have you seen that story? No, that's interesting. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's the Marcus Thompson wrote a column this morning and I don't know if he overheard it. He seems to be one of the most inside individuals locally with the team. So let's hope that got resolved. I mean, Steph looked good last night. Are you happy with Steve Kerr's rotations and what, and more specifically the youngsters like Kaminga and Moody Kaminga was a starter for like a blink of an eye. And then he got pulled for auto Porter jr, which makes sense. But, um, 
you know, a lot of Dub Nation has a lot of complaints about the minutes the youngsters are getting. Are you happy with uh, Steve Kerr's rotations with them and the rest of the team? I mean, I think you just have a lot of fans who it's a long year. There's not a lot to discuss. <laughs> and so they're nitpicking. I have yeah. no problem. I have no problem with the way the Warriors have handled their young players. First of all, are, you know, is Kuminga developing? Yes. Is he contributing to winning basketball? Yes. Is Moody getting run in the G League? Yes. Is he producing when he's down there? Yes. Are these guys teenagers? Yes. I mean, they're 19 years old. I mean, and, and he's got a stacked roster. I mean, if yeah. anybody should sit, it should be it should be those guys. Now, Kuminga is interesting because he's shown that with added minutes that he can he can handle the load and he can yeah. be your he can be your you know small ball five if you want or you know definitely a power forward. I mean, he's got great strength um, in his body. So, I mean, there to me, my only complaint about Steve Steve's um, you know his rotations and who he plays is there have been, I would say, a handful of times this year where the game ends and I think to myself, man, I really would have loved to have seen more of Gary Payton the second. Yeah, yes. I, I don't understand why Gary Payton the second doesn't get more run. Now, I realize they don't, you know, he's, he's, he's not a 35-minute player and he's, and he's not an offensive player. Um, but he's improving on that end of the floor, and he's an, he's a difference maker on defense. You can put him on a John Morant. Morant looks uncomfortable. You can put him on Trey Young. Trey Young didn't even want to shoot anymore. Yes. Uh, you could put him on on some of these. Some, I mean, the game, the league is an alpha league where guy where there's one guy in almost every team that is like one with the ball. Put yeah. Gary Payton the second on every one of those guys for extended minutes. And let him feast. Nobody feels comfortable going at a guy who's six four with the wingspan of a of a small forward, and he and great strength and great tenacity and great determination. I mean, he's got all of it. He's an impact defender. And if it was up to me, I don't know whose minutes I would take, but I'd like to see him get a few more. I'm hundred percent with you. I, I don't understand what um, Steve Kerr's trepidation is in terms of committing more to Gary Payne II. I mean, they, they didn't even really want him. They gave him sparse minutes at the end of last year. They didn't give him the guaranteed contract to start this year. He could have easily been signed by someone else. They still haven't given him a contract extension, which I think is kind of ridiculous at this point. I mean, lock him in. Don't let someone else steal him this offseason. Uh, but, no, I'm totally with you, man. Um, real quick, they did make gears. one. They did make one great decision, is that, you know, the Warriors put so much trust in their stars and yet their stars at the end of camp were like Avery Bradley. Yeah. And they said, you know what? No, we're going yep. Gary Payton the second. And I think that was a pivotal decision. I mean, I think it was a great decision by Myers. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right, man. I, ca I can't argue with you there. Uh, it, we're recording this on January 28th, Friday. Happy birthday, Mom. Um, and I do want to switch gears for just one second because the Bay Area is also talking Niners. What's your pick this Sunday, man? Who's winning the Niners-Rams game, NFC Championship? I'm thinking Joe Montana back where Ronnie Lott broke up that play in the 1989-90 NFC Championship game. That's the last time I think they played in the playoffs, uh, and I have vivid memories of that. What's your pick for, uh, for yeah, this Sunday? Yeah, I like the Niners. I mean, I you know, I... 
I and I wouldn't just say that if I just because I'm doing the Niner pregame show or you know we're the flagship station of the Niners. You know me, man. If I if I didn't think the Niners were going to win, I would tell you I don't think the Niners are going to win. <laughs> I do think the Niners are going to win. Um, the 49ers' strength and Garoppolo's strength is in the middle of the field. You know, Kittle, Ayuk, uh, and Debo on crossers, Jennings on in-breaking routes. The Rams have – that's the weakness of their defense. They built their defense with the money on their defensive front and Ramsey on the corner, and they're not – nearly in their championship caliber in those spots. Their D-line will put a heavy rush on you. Ramsey is a dominant one-on-one defender. But in the middle of the field, they, you know, rob from Peter to pay Paul. I mean, you can't, it's a salary cap league. And they don't. I, I think their, their defense in the middle of the field just sets up perfect. You know, oh. NFL is a lot about matchups. And it's it, this is a bad matchup for the Rams. Now, I'm not saying there's no way the Rams win. I, the Niners can't be minus two in turnovers and win this game, but right. Jimmy G's due for a, a um, you know a good game. You know, I saw Kittle said today or yesterday that you know, hey, if we lose this game, our whole season is for naught. And I think that that's the feeling in the building. So I think they're I think the 49ers are going to have a ton of fans in the house. I think it's going to be an overwhelming sea of red, and I think Garoppolo's due for a pretty good game. I think they're going to run the ball. Uh, I think they're going to complete passes in that short middle of the field, the short intermediate area, but in the middle. And I think the 49ers are going to win. Now, what's the final score going to be? I'm thinking maybe like 27, 24 Niners, something like that. Wow. Okay. High scoring. So the over. Yeah, I, do, I, don't, a fast actually, I don't know what the OU is, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think there'll be some points in this game. Oh, that's phenomenal. And you're right, man. The, the two times they played this year, the Niners just picked apart the middle of the field. Every single yeah. time Jimmy G threw the middle, Someone was open. Um, before we go, and this is very insider, I don't know how much this is going to interest most of our listeners, but uh, you and I worked together for a long time at KNDR, uh, and it was such a pleasure being your producer all those years. Um, and just down the hall from us was another radio station, 1077 The Bone, which is uh, partnered with you folks, and they also carry the Niner games. Um, and their nighttime DJ back then was an individual whose radio name was Billy Steele. And you're, you're, you were close friends with him. He, he, he actually found me my first place to live in San Francisco, and we always got along great. We were Facebook friends, but I haven't talked to him much in recent years. And then you dropped this bomb on me this morning that he passed away. Um, I don't, you don't have much to tell, but is there anything you can share to the audience who are familiar with Billy, whose real name was Paul? I can't pronounce his last name. I'll t- let you take over there. Yeah, I mean, his name was Paul Pravatoni, sign. So um, you know, he's just a great guy, man. He, he yeah. went to St. Ignatius High School. He was five years older than me. He was class of 83 from St. Ignatius. And he was in my brother's class. Um, and just, you know, some people that are just, you love running into them because of their aura. This guy yes, had their energy. Awesome, totally. awesome energy, awesome aura. So cool, so enthusiastic, um, so selfless and and he, he was a rocker, man. He was a metalhead. He was. And he was. He would wear Metallica hair. shirts. And, he, and, his, and his music knowledge, I mean, that's really what first amazed me is I was like, wow, this guy knows everything about music. And, you know, sadly he passed. And I really don't know any details mm-hmm. about how he passed or any of the particulars. Otherwise, I would gladly share. But Paul yeah. Pravitone, rest in peace. And he was a great radio guy. Um, Phenomenal. He was a great DJ. Um, I, I can remember, and you were there, it was a Friday night, and the KMBR studio and the Bone studio were literally, like, next to each other, and um, you're playing a commercial break, and I went to the bathroom, 
And then I came back into the stu- into the control room. I'm like, "Sigh, you got to play a you got to play a, a extended uh, commercial break. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll be back." And you're like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "Ran out the door, and Billy Steele was sitting in the lobby with Slash from Guns N' Roses, who was smoking a cigarette, by the way." In an office building. I remember and seeing he should that. Have been. So I was like, dude, who's this guy smoking a cigarette? And I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize Slash because I'm not that kind of a, you know, I recognize more athletes than musicians. But, you know, he's like, yeah, this is Slash from Guns N' Roses. And, oh, man, we started talking about Guns N' Roses and some of their hits. And, and so I'm out there for like 15, 20 minutes and you're running commercials one <laughs> after another on a Friday night. I'm sure the audience is going, what the hell happened here? But I think I, just, I remember patting it. Like, it. I, I patted like it between <laughs> between Billy and and Slash and and just you know sometimes in the being in the moment I was just like man I got I got to drink this in and spend a few minutes with these guys so that was my my one memory of Billy but uh, you know from that I could share but he, yeah, he's just yeah. a great guy a friend to all and a guy I, I, I send you know send thoughts and well wishes to his family and friends and. And, uh, you know, Billy Steele, Paul Privatoni, rest in peace, you know. Oh, man. And, and yeah, we knew his wife. I remember he'd, she'd come by the studio. They had, a, they, he had, they had a kid together. And he was also a really good IT guy. He was very, very good when it came to uh, computers. Right. I remember, I think that was like his main job when he left radio. But, um, yeah, that's crazy news. Anyways, man, uh, and speaking of aura and vibe, that's how I feel about you, brother. You, you, you always... Thanks, you have a man. good your your energy is always incredible and, and I love you dude and and let's do this regularly I hope um, and you can catch Larry on KNBR again every, Mondays Mondays through Fridays from two to six um, and in addition to all the other stuff you cover for them from Niners I think Stanford you do all sorts of stuff with them and baseball is around the corner uh, we'll talk soon man thank you so much for coming on Larry you can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at sports Larry KNBR uh, and we'll see you Monday anything else you want to promote before we go. No, not at all. Go Niners. Uh, check out our pregame show. We're going to be doing a pregame show leading into 49ers a couple hours before Adam Copeland gets a rolling and then John Lund, Dennis Brown, and I lead in. But love you, brother, man. Uh, if love I can you, support you in any way, let me know, man. Likewise, brother. All right, man. And, and thank you, Dub Nation, and we'll see you Monday. Thanks. Later.